The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. I am praying, hold your breath, praying for Brett Maher to make this extra point. This extra point. He kid. missed it. He pulled it. He pulled, he it, pulled it to well. the left. Yeah, it's in his oh hand my now. Goodness. Goal to go from the three. And Prescott's going to throw it in the left side of the end zone. And it's Gallup behind the defender. Touchdown. Touchdown, Cowboys. Come on, Brett. You can do it. Here's the snap. It's good. The extra point kick is up. It kicked off the right upright and went out. My goodness. They have won the wild card game in Tampa, beating the Buccaneers 31 to 14. And the Dallas Cowboys are going on to the divisional round of the playoffs. What 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 is this? What is this? What have you given us? Nothing. I don't like anything anybody on our team's doing. 704 in the morning, Toby and TJ back with you on a Tuesday, January 17. Sooners and Cowboys coming up tomorrow night. We got Bedlam Round 1, Gallagher Iba Arena in Stillwater. 8 o'clock tip for that. Sooner women on the road. They get TCU tomorrow. Big win, big, 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 big win for KJ Kindler. And the OU women's gymnastics team yesterday, national television, they got the win over uh, Livy Dunn and LSU. You a big Livy Dunn fan, uh, Teach? You follow her on all I'm your socials and everything? Yeah, I think I'm supposed to be, but no, I do not follow her. I'd feel a little, I'd feel a little creepy if I did that. I don't know who she is. I don't know who she is, but I'm told that they have to uh, get extra security. She's got her own security. She, yeah. You know, um. Inside the Pete Maravich Center, Pete Maravich uh, Arena, whatever they call it down there. Uh, Sooners beat them yesterday on the road at LSU. Big win. couple of the, the contenders for the national championship this year. Of course, the Sooners, the defending champs. And uh, that's good. That was a good one. In fact, KJ will be on with us Thursday morning. One, uh, the final score, 197.6 to 197.45. And now they're back home for their home opener. Back home. They are home for their home opener on Saturday or Sunday, Teach. Hang on. I got it right here. Utah's coming to town. Another contender for the crown. And KJ's going to be on with us Thursday morning to talk about the big win over LSU and the matchup coming up with Utah. That is Sunday, 645 Sunday night, ESPN National Television. Once again, OU and Utah 
coming up on Sunday night, but congrats to KJ's team. TJ, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They've got a chance this year, I think. Yeah. Oh, you got another portal pickup yesterday, and they took him from Texas A&M. It's a tight end named Blake Smith. Teej, what can you tell us about Blake? Um, I saw his picture. Yeah? Yeah. How does he look? Um, his picture looked good. He had that little graphic on there. 6'4 kid. I think he was about 240, 250 pounds, something That's like that. That's a good size for yeah. a kid, right? I want to say he was out of, was it South Lake Carroll, I think is who he played he had for. a nice, simple name. Yeah. That's something a broadcaster always yeah. worries about. Three-star kid, so. You know something I've noticed about myself that I, I want to correct is when somebody's got a simple last name, Smith, Jones, I don't mean simple, common is the right word, Smith, Jones, Hill, I always say first and last name every time they get it. Like, I don't think I've ever said Hill, past the Hill, in the history of Jalen Hill's career at OU. I hmm. always call him Jalen Hill. What if his name was Bob Hill? Jalen's an uh, unusual name, so what if his name was Bob Hill? Would you go with Hill or I'd Bob? I'd call him Bob. I, I think Bob I would Hill. call him Bob Hill. Like, yeah. I say Sherfield, uh, I say Uzan, I say – I mean, I'm, I'm fine calling everybody by just their last name or their first name or whatever the case may be. But I have noticed, and this is a flaw – that when it's a Jones or a Smith or a Hill or just like a common name, like I always say first and last name, huh. and I gotta get I gotta get over that. I gotta quit calling him Jalen Hill every time he touches the ball. It's fine to say Hill. There aren't any other Hills on the court. Just say download a Hill. I don't have to say Jalen Hill every time. Hill sounds weird to me though. I think you were supposed to say Jalen Hill. Why? As a as a person who my ears are the one listening to you. Hill for the put rebound and the putback. I don't know. You, that, do you need to hear Jalen to make it sound complete? That, to my ears, sounds right. Like, I need to hear Jalen Hill. Sherfield no. sounds right. You're right. I'm agreeing with what you're saying and how you're doing it. I think you're doing it right. But maybe it's because I've heard you for so many years call guys in that manner. I don't mean to do that. I've just right. noticed... That I do do that. But Godwin, you would just say Godwin. You wouldn't say Sam Godwin. Or Sam. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't call him Sam Godwin. That's, I wouldn't say, (laughs) I don't, basketball goes too fast to say first and last name every time. But for some reason with Jalen Hill, I always call him Jalen Hill. Tanner and Uh, Jacob, it would make sense because there's two Groves. Well, usually, yes. Or just first name. I usually differentiate them with just calling them Tanner or Jacob, but. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so the point is we signed a Blake Smith, or we got a commitment from a Blake Smith. So I'm going to have a hard time with that one. I'm going to want to call him Blake Smith. I don't know. Is he? Is he? Uh, uh, is this a backup situation here? It, he doesn't have much stats. Yeah, the stuff that I'm this seeing is, is all depth. high school stuff. Like in high school, he had 40 catches for just under 500 yards and 11 touchdowns. Played some quarterback, too. So I think this last is a depth Last year, issue. two catches. Two catches, one yard last year. Right. So it sounds like a yeah, we need, we need some depth in the tight end room to me. From a good program though, as far as high school goes, so that South Lake South Carroll is a is a good product. So we gotta wash the A and M off of him though when he comes through the door. 
<laughs> that worked for Kyler Murray and some others that have done that. That's so, right. We've yeah. done it before. We know how to we know how to do that. But anyway, add him to the list and we talked about this we talked about this several times, Teach. But the portal is another competition that you have to win. Like recruiting, like the actual games on the field, you have to win the portal. You have to bring in more than you see exit. Well, you and got portal rankings now. You got to be up in the rankings, you know. I don't think there's any doubt that OU has won the portal. They have brought in more talent than they are seeing leave. No, no offense, but right, that is undoubtedly the case. Yeah, I, I think that's the case, absolutely. I mean, I'm looking over the portal exits here. Theo Weiss played. A lot. Uh, David Aguebu played a lot. Starter. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really it. Everybody else is either young with potential, like a Nick Evers, or was a backup and wants somewhere to get more playing time, like a Clayton Smith or a Joshua Eaton or a Kendall Dennis, Bray Walker. Brian Darby, Josh Ellison. Josh Ellison played some. So you lost. You lost. You know, that's what you lost. I'm not going to put a label on it. But when you look at what they're bringing in, potentially, I mean, it's all got to play out. But Stogner, Desan McCullough from Indiana, probable starter, I think. Stogner, I think, will probably be a starter. Trace Ford could be an impact guy. Reggie Pearson from Tech. Jacob Lacey from Notre Dame. A couple of linemen, Schaefer and Rouse. Rondell Bothroyd, huge stats at Wake Forest. Devon Sears, everybody's excited about at Texas State. The Michigan wide receiver, Andrell Anthony. Uh, they, have, they have traded up, it appears. Time will tell. But it appears they have significantly... Traded up in the portal. Such a weird world. Coach has had a difficult time before. I can only imagine their heads the way they spin now with keeping up with the portal as well. So, and uh, bringing in the guys that you want to bring in and going after them. And man, it's it's just a different world. Different world. Well, you know when um, you know at the beginning of the year when I asked. Brent, if I could go to practice, and he said, why don't you just come hang out with us all day? You remember that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Next year, I'm going to ask him if, because I would like to better understand, and maybe this doesn't need to be me inside the Switzer Center. Maybe this is just having Thad Turnipseed on the radio show or, or something. But the organizational chart inside that building there's a lot more people that work over there now it's got to be but i yes. don't i don't know if i know exactly what the job breakdown of everyone is like like specifically when it comes to recruiting mm -hmm. or when it comes to the portal what is the flow chart like wh who's doing what who who's got what responsibilities how does that all come to brent cuz brent can't possibly keep his he can't, you know, 
Somebody else has got to be in charge of who's in the portal, who's out of the portal every day. And who do we want? All that kind of stuff. Right? I think. I don't know. He likes to be in everything, so maybe not. But I would like to better understand the different departments inside the Switzer Center and who's in charge of what, how it gets brought to Brent, what the decision-making, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because it's a company. OU football's a company. Oh, yes, absolutely. It always has been, but it's a much larger company now than it was a year ago. Now you're dealing with free agency, too. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So are the portal people, the people in charge of evaluating who's in the portal, who we might want to pursue in the portal, are they the same people that are in charge of recruiting? Is that the same job, or do we have a portal division and a high school recruiting division? I think you've got to have separate. I I can't. I, can't I do, see one too. I just don't know the it. answer to that. Oh, no, it's definitely not one person. It's a whole team well, of people. Yes, absolutely. But I think it's probably broken up into two separate teams. It's got to be, I think. At 3 o'clock, Brent, you're meeting with your portal division. <laughs> At 4 o'clock, you're meeting with your high school recruiting division. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably the way it is. But I don't know that I've ever had anybody draw it out for me. This is how it works. This is what JR does. This is what Thad does. This is what, you know. I mean, I, I kind of I think I understand Soul Mission the best. I've worked with those guys enough, and I understand kind of they're separate and all that. But I, I would love to see kind of the flow chart of how everything else works around there. Because back to your point, you're right. It's a lot, man. And it, it was hard before. Coach. Now it's like it's doubled. You know, so, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes a lot more people, a lot more uh, organization. It's just... It is free agency in college football is what it is. And with high school kids, you theoretically got at least months, and in most cases years, two, three years, maybe more, to evaluate, uh, consider, decide, right, do we want this kid or not? Not, Sometimes you make a spur-of-the-moment decision, but – there's not too many secrets in high school football anymore. There's too many people covering it. Everybody knows where everybody is. Mm-hmm. You'll find a di- diamond in the rough from time to time, but not a lot. But when it comes to the portal, that seems to me has a much quicker turnaround evaluation time because – you don't have any idea who's going into the portal. I mean, maybe, maybe you get tipped off on a guy is upset and maybe going into the portal. But for the most part, a guy goes into the portal and you got days to decide if you want him on your team or not. You want to read, you know, if you want to make an offer or reach out. So that at least, but you got college tape, some that helps, but. It's a much quicker turnaround time is my point on whether you, you've got to make the evaluation as to whether you think this guy can help you or not. You've also got the kid that, like you said, that you don't know if he's going into the portal. So you're uh, not saying this is OU, but uh, it's happening in a lot of places where the donor division then gets involved and says, hey, Dad, uh, your son's not getting the playing time we think he deserves. How would you feel about coming to such and such school? What? <laughs> That doesn't happen. That's another division that you've got to oversee. That doesn't happen. Get out of here with that stuff. <laughs> Seven eighteen in the morning. By the way, have you seen a Big 12 schedule yet today? 
No, but I'm hearing didn't, today. Didn't That's you, what I keep hearing. Didn't you promise it was coming out? I'm today? promising it's today. Mm-hmm. Might need Unless to talk I'm about wrong. That. Break time. We'll be back. It may be 2023, but that doesn't change things around here. At the Ref, we are still dedicated to bringing you the best Sooner coverage in the state and beyond. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network. Riverwind Casino brings you the T-Row in the morning show each and every day. Oklahoma's number one gaming destination. You're saying to yourself, I could use a buffet. You want to hit up the river buffet. I could use a buffet. Yeah, you could uh, hit up the buffet. They got the uh, Friday night steak night there, 5 to 10 p.m. Saturday a seafood night, 5 to 10 p.m. They've got brunch on Sunday from 10 to 3. Head over to Chips and L's, have you some chips and L's. I love a good brunch, by the way. I don't know if I've said that before. Brunch is great. Brunch is great. One of my four or five favorite meals. Uh, part of their brunch menu includes prime rib. So mm. head on over to R- Riverwind. I, I'm sure they make a good prime rib. I'm just not a prime rib guy. Um, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, Cody Parkey killed my Bears playoffs, missed four yeah. against the Dolphins, and the Lions hit the upright four straight times. Was that four in a row? That's what this guy says. Jeez. So, yeah. Man. Um, oh, you added some freshmen before the bowl game. If I understand correctly, they could have played. They could not. They could not. Yeah, no. That wasn't no, the case. They got to go practice with them mm-hmm. in uh, Orlando, but they could not have played in the game. No. Uh, fan in Sealand says, say Jalen Hill. Jalen Hill. <laughs> uh, Toby. Short last name include the first. Long last name stand alone. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, get I don't the, know why that would be the Yeah, I don't know why that would be the case. I don't think it has to do anything with the shortness of it. I think it has to do for me with the commonness of it. And that shouldn't either. If there's only one Smith on the floor, it's fine to say Smith, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure why my brain does that. It's a, it's, I need to work on it. <laughs> what if it were Bobby Hill? Would you pronounce it in the voice of Hank Hill? <laughs> I've never seen that show. So Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> Mr. Sean. Um, several saying, uh, given his size, they would just use him as an extra blocker. Yeah, okay. Um, Double tight end sets. T-Road, yes, yes. Uh, T-Row, does it have anything to do with how many syllables are in the last name? I don't think so. Again, I don't think it has to do, like, Clark is Clark. Cam Clark played for us. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it has to do with Young, T-Y, Trey, gave it to Young, one syllable. No, I'm, I'm fine with one syllables. I, I I don't know. I'm just telling you, I've recognized it as a flaw, and I need to work on it. Uh, Casey Sooner says, Joe John Finley recruited Blake Smith before he joined the OU staff, had a relationship, and brought him in for depth. I love I love uh, all the recruiting experts out there that <laughs> correct, fill us in correct on all the us. recruiting yeah. knowledge. <laughs> right. yeah. I've been following this uh, story for, for years now. I was in on this one a few weeks ago. Let me tell you what the happened. the backstory of this. We're all talking. The message boards are all a flutter. Thank you for that information. 
Uh, I'm, if Sam Presti could do for OU what he's done for the Thunder, then Joe C., I'm sorry, bud, but your time here was appreciated. Oh, he wants to bring Sam Presti in to handle the free agency and, and uh, <laughs> have him replace Joe C., I guess. Nah, Sam's not interested in dealing with the portal. He's, he's uh, also uh, declaring Sam Presti for portal president. <laughs> I don't think those would be the same jobs. No, no, think, Joe's Joe's not handling the the portal. Uh, no, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Joe would hire Sam to be his portal guru or whatever the general manager of the football program, basically. Yeah, I don't. Joe's not uh, worrying about portals too much. He's raising money and building stadiums and hiring coaches and rooting them on. Last one here says, what if his name was Bill Hill? <laughs> now y'all got, you guys are just getting stupid now. <laughs> Bill Hill. Buddy Heald's last name was one syllable. Heald. Kicked a Heald. So, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know it would be this fascinating to people out there either. Apparently <laughs> it is. Well, ever since you said it, I've been running through names in my head. And I'm like, yeah, he's got to say both names there. No, just one name there, so. Mm-hmm. Like, who else would you say both names on? Um, I don't think I'm just saying Tanner or Jacob. I think I'm going with the Groves. Tanner Groves, Jacob Groves. It's too much. You can't all the I know, time. I know, I know. It's too fast. I'm just saying I, in my head how it sounds. You can sometimes, but you can't all the time. Sometimes you got to just hit it with one. If there's only one on the floor, sometimes I'll just go Groves. But most of the time, I'll say Tanner or Jacob. What do you say for uh, Milos Yuzan? Do you say the. Uh, I say Los, Los or Yuzan. Yeah, once in that. a while, both names. I mean, with everybody, once in a while, both names. Yeah. But in the flow of a game, it's so fast. You've pretty much got to go one name. I, I ask on that one because... Los is they, my favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds normal to me, and I guess that's from hearing you call games. So when I hear the guys on TV and they say Yuzan, it, it, that sounds weird to me. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Um, Godwin, I would just say Godwin. Yeah, I think you've got it right. You say Jalen Hill. <laughs> I don't know a, why that is, but you just a, say he's Jalen a two-namer. Hill. That's right. He's just a two-namer. That's right. That's just the way he is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, when the Griffins were, OU, were at OU on the floor at the same time, I believe it was Blake and Taylor rather than their last names. Well, sure. that's probably right, yeah. 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 Um, uh, I would hire Sam Presti. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't hire Sam Presti to manage my kid's soccer team. So this person, not a Sam Presti fan. It would be expensive. I mean, if you got to think about it, it would be difficult to hire him away from the Thunder to manage your kid's soccer team. So probably a good move by you. Look, it's not Bill. It's not Richard. It's not uh, abbreviations for uh, Richard. It's Jalen Hill, okay? His name's Jalen. We, can't, we can't, can't keep giving out names for the first name uh, being different from Hill, okay? Perhaps if another hill comes in here in a few years, we'll uh, reopen the discussion. But quit changing Jalen's first name. 
731 in the morning. We'll take a break. Tuesday, January 17th. Toby and TJ with you. A1 and Turkey Bacon in control for another hour and a half. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. I have good and, depending on who you are, good news, TJ. I have good and good news, but for me, um, disappointing news. The good news is, um, spent some time the last few days kind of arranging or going through the baseball schedule with the basketball schedule and conflicts and all that kind of stuff and uh, what what games can can I not get to and all that kind of stuff. So the good news is Taylor Maples back on board again this year with uh, our Sooner baseball coverage. Taylor has been working with us for. Several years now? Mm, I think this would be five, four, five. Four, I believe. Four or five, okay. yeah. I think four. Does a, does a great job. Goes all the way back to uh, the no-no. Um, the Dane Acker no-hitter. Mm-hmm. I think that was his first year with us. Maybe a second. But um, does a great job with us. Uh, joined me in Omaha last year for our coverage. And you say, well, why would that be a question? Well, he had a baby. Well, his wife did. His wife is the Look softball at the coach baby. at OBU. And uh, and so a little extra responsibility now. But he's worked it out. And, um, and so Taylor's going to be back with us this year. And that's great news. Love uh, Taylor. He does great work. And excited that the baseball season is... One month away, TJ. What? Today. One, One month, month away. February the 17th. Today's January 17th. February the 17th, the season opener against Cal Babbitt. How about that? How about that? Now, here's the bad news slash good news, depending on who you are. I don't get to call the season opener this year. It will be Taylor Maples on the mic for the season opener on February 17th, which is good news for many of you out there, I'm sure. Oh, um, man. We will be headed to Austin that day for the basketball game the next day, and just impractical to try to call it and then drive down there. If it was a night game in Austin, maybe on Saturday, then I could probably pull it off. But it's not. It's a 1 o'clock uh, tip on Saturday, so... Taylor will have the first two games of the season for you against Cal Baptist and many more after that. I think he's he's down for about a dozen early in the season, and then we'll just have to see, you know, in that middle of March area what happens with men's basketball and postseason and everything. But, uh, yeah, so we're one month away today, TJ, from the start of baseball. Very exciting. Very exciting. Cannot wait. Doc's been calling me each day with the uh... – the countdown each day, so he can't wait either. He's fired up. I wonder, and maybe somebody's over there listening, I wonder if they got any new duds for us this year. I wonder if the Sooners fresh off a College World Series championship series in which Spikerman should have been safe. <laughs> I wonder if Nike's hooked them up with any new threads this year. 
Not huh. that they need any. I, mean, I was going to say. They yeah. have good uniforms, but I just wonder. I feel like every year there's one or two that rotate into the family, you know? Somebody over there, Ryan or somebody in equipment or Skip or uh, let me know. Let me know if we get any new. I'm trying to think of what they could possibly come up with. Well, has baseball busted out an anthracite? I thought they had. Am I wrong on that? I don't think so. Softball has, but I oh maybe I'm thinking yeah maybe I'm thinking softball. Yeah, perhaps an anthracite. Yeah, yeah. I I think you're right. I was thinking problem with anthracite is. Now, this is, might, might not be a problem. You kind of got to go pants, too, if you go anthracite, don't you? Oh, yes. No, yeah. You absolutely have to go uh, top and bottom. Absolutely. Is that a good look? Baylor's got something like that. And every time they wear it, I think, do I like this? I don't I know. I think if you put uh, the crimson stripe, uh, pinstripe down the side of the leg, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think it could look good. I think okay. it could. Boy, it could be hot on that turf on certain days, though, in May. Yeah, <laughs> you'd want to wear it on a cold day. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, one month away. It's about time for us to start talking about pitching rotations and batting orders and uh, who's starting and all that kind of stuff. So, not yet. Not yet. But we're getting closer. But, anyway, good news. Taylor's back, TJ. T-Mape back this year. What is it he says? Send the schooner. Send the schooner around the bases. <laughs> At least it's him uh, doing the opener. That A couple of years ago, if you remember, in, in Houston, you guys had to pull the guy out of the minor leagues or whatever it was. I mean, he was actually called the minor leagues. <laughs> yeah, that it was not, Nobody was familiar opener. with him. And, yeah, and he wasn't familiar with things. And it was uh, – so it, was kind of yes, it was a round rock. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's the, right. The, the, the round rock. Uh, I think he called two games for us down there. And um, yeah, he's the he's the play by play voice of the round rock minor league team. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, they open at home on February seventeenth against Cal Baptist, Ooh, and TJ's been working be on that Cal, day. Cal Baptist research. Was Very it? strong middle infield, Cal Baptist. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what that's what TJ said. Okay, Big Twelve schedule. TJ, where are we at? Jenny uh, Carlson mm-hmm. has written a story saying, uh, "Where's the schedule?" What's <laughs> that? I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Headline in the Oklahoman today: Big Twelve football schedule release delay exposes issues that reflect poorly on the league. Ouch. Um, And then you can read from there. Uh, By the way, Oklahoma Sports Writer of the Year, Jenny Carlson. Um, And she goes on to say, what in the heck's going on here? Uh, How, uh, well, here's a part I'll read. The Big 12 is fumbling around with its rollout of next season's football schedule. It's not the timing. Two other Power 5 leagues have yet to release a football schedule either. At first, the Big 12's biggest bugaboo was indicating it would release the schedule than not doing so, but now the delay has revealed potential internal issues. The situation has gone from embarrassing to troublesome. Hmm. Hmm. 
is that like she's just speculating that it's troublesome or she's hearing things? Uh, well, I'll read on. Um, the Big 12 doesn't have a time it normally releases its football schedule. Before the pandemic, the league was fairly consistent in its release, usually announcing the schedule in October of the previous year. But over the past couple of years, consistency has gone out the window. Uh, December, I guess, was when last year's was. The league is contractually obligated with its broadcast partners to announce the schedule by mid-February. So we're still not there yet. The delay this time around started with the uncertainty surrounding the departure of OU and Texas to the SEC. The two schools aren't likely to leave before next season, though a source at a Big 12 school said over the weekend such a departure remains a possibility. That's before next season, Teach, like you've been predicting. Yes. Sources around the league have indicated it's unlikely, though, and the SEC has signaled as much already announcing its football schedule for 2023. Uh, Let me move down here. It it kind of is talking about how, like, the UCF athletic director came out, I guess, last week and said, schedule's coming out tomorrow, then, like, two hours later said, never mind, there's been different kind of snafus and embarrassing things that have happened about the schedule release being pushed back and different people say uh, anyway I think that's the crux of her um, when re- we when reports surfaced in early December that big 12 buyouts for OU and Texas were gaining steam that scuttled the league's plan for a schedule release your market said a little over a week earlier at the big 12 championship game that the schedule would be announced in mid-december but then, That never happened. Um, All of that is understandable, but here's where the schedule release turns worrisome. Here you go. A little over a week ago, during media day before the college football playoff championship game, Yormark told the Houston Chronicle the schedule would be released in mid to late January. Friday morning, UCF Athletic Director Terry, I don't know how to say his last name, Mohajer, backed up that assertion. In response to something Mohajer wrote on Twitter about a fundraising effort at UCF, a fan wrote, if I donate $12, can you tell us when we're getting a schedule? Mohajer replied, Tuesday. But two hours later, Mohajer backtracked. Not so fast, he wrote. Schedule release date coming soon. Still finalizing some moving parts. So one of the athletic directors in the league felt so certain about the schedule release that he wrote it on Twitter. Then in short order was no doubt contacted by someone with the league that told him things had changed. But none of that had been communicated. Anyway, it goes on from there. Oh, wild. I mean, back to what we were talking about last week. What in the world is going on if it's not OU Texas related? It, it, this is not hard. Is there internal fighting? I got a, a text here that I thought was a joke, and they said part of the holdup is Mike Gundy doesn't want to play OU, and I laughed, and they said, not a joke. Is it not? I'm not saying Gundy doesn't want to play OU, but is it internally with other schools? Like, hey, we don't like the way this is set up. We don't want to play these teams at this time. Could it be just as simple as that, that teams are conflicted on who they want and who they don't want, and there's too many teams in the league next year? Why is our schedule set up this way? It looks much tougher than this team who has these home games or, or whatever it may be. Definitely. Could be. The the 
schedule is put out to the league at, for approval, if there needs to be approval, does there need to I, be I approval? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if the ADs have to put a stamp on it or what. I don't know. I wouldn't think so. I would think the league says, here's your schedule. Hey, this is a, uh, you know, a uh, rivalry or a game that's very important to us. We really want this on the schedule, and you left it off our schedule. Although, didn't they already come out with the games that are definitely going to be included? Like, I guess it was just OU Texas for OU, but. Right. What if they have shifted that to, like, first week in November, and OU and Texas are like, hold on. Yeah, Yeah, hang on a second. Yeah. Yeah. I would think the TV would, the, the networks would be involved in. Like, OU Texas is a bigger thing than. I mean, that's the only thing it could be outside of OU and Texas saying, yeah. hey, we're still looking over some things and we may be out of here. And that's the discontent, only thing it could be. Discontent about the uneven schedule. I guess you're having to look, a for, uh, look ahead, too, of how it all flips again once they do leave. And that may be what some of the universities are arguing over. Like, hey, we're playing them this year. Why do we have to flip around and play them again once those two leave and future schedule or something? So, could- I would imagine there's going to be some cases where um, you're going to have to play a team back on the back. road for back to, you know, you just played them. Mm-hmm. We just went to Iowa State last year and we got to go to Iowa State again next year. Right, right. I would think that, I think that would have to happen, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, text from a source says date of OU Texas game part of the delay. That's not in the OU athletic department. Just somebody out there who might know something. So, hmm. I mean, yeah, because you're dealing with the Cotton Bowl there, the city of Dallas, television networks to some extent. The fair, you want it during the, the fair. fair. Yeah, all that. Hmm. Fascinating, isn't it? TJ, see if you can get your mark. Give him a call here. We'll be back. Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to KREF.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of Sooner fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KREF Podcast page. Big thanks to Riverwind Casino. They bring you the T-Row in the Morning Show each and every day. Over 2,800 electronic games, new table games, new remodeled food court. They've been redoing the whole casino. Looking great last time I was out there. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, Because of scheduling conflicts with the new Big 12 members coming on board, conflicting with the State Fair of Texas dates, watch them have... The temporary uh, move, OU Texas to Jerry World for the final year of the Big 12. It's from Jim in Arlington. Uh, read that again. Changing dates in the fair. Because of scheduling conflicts with the new Big 12 members coming on board, conflicting with the State Fair of Texas dates. Okay. Well, he's not saying so he's that not the saying State Fair's moving. Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, someone else is saying... Um, could OU and Texas be independent for one season because the Big 12 has a breach of contract and SEC can't take them? At this point, who would you play? I mean, all yeah. schedules are it's set. A so that That's means a problem. You would, I mean, it would destroy your program for a year because you wouldn't have anyone of uh, that's worthwhile to play. So that would be a major problem. 
Um, let's I mean, I don't. I guess if you're the Big 12, you are in no mood to do OU and Texas any favors. However, they're in your conference next year. You want them there, or you would have let them out. And the linchpin anchor game of your conference schedule is OU Texas during the State Fair of Texas. It is an American tradition. So the schedule starts with that game, and everything else builds around it. You could be mad at them if you want, but right? I mean, that game. Well, I think goes the on networks are telling date. you that as well. Yes, that game goes on that date, and we'll work everything else out around it. It's like saying um, Ohio State and Michigan aren't going to play in the last week of the season, or whatever the case. It's an it's an American tradition. So I don't know if this is the case or not. We're just kind of you know running down a rabbit hole here, but. If the Big 12 spits out a schedule that says, all right, uh, OU and Texas are going to play this year, but it's going to be you're going to open Big 12 play against each other in September. (laughs) Okay, let's try that one again. (laughs) It says the teams are fighting over what refs they get when playing OU. (laughs) That might be it. That might be it. Break time, top of the hour break. It's 8 o'clock on a Tuesday. T-Row in the morning show. We'll be back.